0: Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be, to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, welcome, listeners. It is Tuesday, December 7. My name is Dwight Beal, and I'm here again with Lara Beth Snope so thanks for joining me again thank you and we just gave each other a high five after that last one because it was her first ever podcast recording it's and, True. and i thought you did a marvelous job and
1: i'm still alive so that's You're good still
0: alive still breathing <laughs> hey beth had a little bit of fun trivia she's a math teacher so she kind of nerds out on numbers sometimes Absolutely. so give us your little spiel for today
1: so if you write the sort of shorthand date from December 1st through December 9th of this year, for example, today would be twelve seven twenty one. 7 um, That number is a palindrome, which means that it's the same forwards and backwards. So from the 1st through the 9th, all of those dates work mm-hmm. both ways when you write them sort of shorthand like that.
0: And then a couple days ago on December 2...
1: If you write it with... Sort of computer digits.
0: Like 1202.
1: 1202 yeah. That's also called an ambigram, which means if you rotate 180 degrees, like you turn your paper upside down or you turn the computer screen upside down, it looks the same sort of upside down and right side up.
0: <laughs> an ambigram.
1: That one I didn't know. I knew what a palindrome was, uh-huh. but an ambigram, my daughter found that. Fascinating. Um, Two of my daughters also geek out on math stuff, at okay. least enough to share it with me. They're not going into nice. math teaching, but they, right. they do like to find that and share that with me. So,
0: <laughs> Well, Beth, tell us a little bit of your story. Uh, I mean, I've known you since before you were married. And yes. how, how many years you've been married?
1: 27. Yep. I had to think about that. <laughs> and
0: I sung in, in Bruce and Beth's wedding. Yeah. Sang. I, sang. I sang. Yeah. So I've definitely known you a long time, but I'm not sure I know your story. Like, when did Jesus become real for you? Was there a season of your life, or was there a, a moment or an event?
1: Um, so I grew up in a pretty solid church-going family. Okay. And my parents still go to the church that my mom grew up in. Wow. So that was just the church that we all went to. And... Um, I would say I sort of grew up with more of an academic knowledge, like I always believed. Mm. But my parents are very much believe and then work incredibly hard and don't necessarily throw a lot out there on faith kind of thing, mm. okay. which is amazing. But it's what I grew up with. Yeah. And so then I came out here from Pennsylvania for college and met Bruce and we started dating and then we got married. And in the midst of that, with having... Quite a few young children, we went through a season of unemployment for a very long time where Bruce didn't have a job hmm. and that it puts everything to the test mm-hmm. when you um, when you are praying about it and you are asking people for help and everybody's like, "Sorry, we don't know what to do or sorry, we can't help you or you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. and um, and so I think some of those early days and then definitely all of that time was just a very challenging to figure out yes i do believe but now what
0: Mm -hmm. how do we get
1: through this and and there were plenty of people that helped us but we still had a very long time of non non non-regular employment and non um, you know needing to count on programs that were out there and needing to count on parents and count on friends and um so we had just a lot of struggles in there and i would say two big things for me sort of in the midst of that there was one night I can't tell you exactly when it was. It was in the midst of the, the unemployment, and I just went to bed, and I was crying. I was just so sad and praying, like, God, why are you letting this happen? Mm-hmm. And, and I just had this overwhelming sort of whoosh
0: hmm. of comfort. Wow.
1: And, and then I fell asleep. And it, but I, I still remember that. That that was just amazing. Yeah. Um. And so overwhelming that that would happen to me.
0: Maybe he was quieting you with his yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. I think hmm. that
1: he definitely was. Hmm. Um, but I'd never experienced something like that. Hmm. And so, just the reminder that he wasn't forgetting about us, and he yes. wasn't—that um, we were in the midst of messy stuff, but yeah. but he was still loving us. So
0: that's a powerful story. <sighs>
1: It is, it's hard for me to tell the story and not get all choked up about it. Um, The other thing I know today we're in Isaiah, but a different Isaiah passage that I am sure I had heard before, but hit me very hard in the midst of that. From Isaiah 43, um, a couple verses where he says, "'When you pass through the waters, I will be with Hmm. you. "'And when you pass through the rivers, "'they will not sweep over you. "'When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. "'The flames will not set you ablaze.'" For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, and it goes on and on and on, and it's still very impressive. But, but He doesn't say you won't go through these things. Yeah,
0: when you pass, when you pass through,
1: it's not going to pull you under. The the water's not going to drown you,
0: Hmm.
1: and the fire's not going to burn you up. And, and that just hit me. So I probably heard it in a Bible study during that time and I just mm-hmm. thought oh my gosh this this is this what is I need me. to hear Yeah, and still it's been years and I, I still get all choked up when I read it and it
0: hmm we need, we need to do Isaiah 43 sometime <laughs> there's a song that we've done at VP a couple times
1: yes and I
0: were you singing
1: I think I have and I can sing it because it's different enough that I that it doesn't feel quite the same so I still can sing it but <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> but just that, just that he's not going to let us go through this by ourselves. We do have to go through it, and yep. we will go through it.
0: Yeah. Which is reminiscent of yesterday's reading. I know.
1: I know. Yep. Things are going to get ugly, but mm-hmm. I'll be there, and I'll I'm help you. I'm going to be with, there, and I'm yep. going to bring you through. Yeah.
0: Well, let's read today's passage uh, out of Isaiah chapter twelve, verses one to six. Actually, two, two, three two three to six. six. However, I would like to start with verse one. Okay. Um, and I'll tell you why after you read it.
1: Okay, Isaiah twelve. In that day, you will say, "I will praise you, O Lord, although you were angry with me, your anger has turned away, and you have comforted me. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. With joy with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. In that day, you will say, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known among the nations what he has done and proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel among you.
0: So what in that passage, Beth, speaks to you?
1: Well, I did go back. Because I was like, it's kind of crazy that they just skipped the first verse.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I had gone back, and it, and it says, although you were angry with me, mm-hmm. your anger has turned away and you have comforted me. And so I was like, oh, hey, we're following a pattern here.
0: Yes, we are. <laughs>
1: Things were bad. Now they're better. <laughs> okay, I get that. Um, the draw water from the wells of salvation. It sounds kind of like a Jesus... Allusion to me. Kind of like a woman
0: at the well kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And Jesus saying, I am, you know, I am what you need. Yeah. The water of life. And the I will trust and not be afraid. I feel like so often I trust and I'm still afraid. Hmm. And and it's it's not as it should be, but it is how I feel. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like it's easy to say that and it's hard to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. That is a really good insight, Beth. I mean, just that one short sentence, I will trust and not be afraid. Those two don't always go together for us. Yeah. But they should. Yeah. Right? If we truly trust, yeah, then it, it should assuage our fear. Yeah. Right?
1: Because when thinking of little kids, when little kids trust you,
0: mm-hmm. they just trust you. Right.
1: They let you pick them up. They let you take them wherever. Thinking of Jed Groters when he was little, he used to jump off things into Bruce's arms. And he just trusted that Bruce was going to get him. There was not a fear.
0: Yep. He
1: probably had all sorts of fun with it, but he just knew Bruce was going to catch him. Right. And I feel like even when I trust that something should work, hmm. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. feel that free. I feel mm-hmm. kind of panicky.
0: So this passage has some history in the Beale family. Okay. So Isaiah... Twelve verse two is on my dad's gravestone. Uh, it's not a stone. It's a it's a metal like plate. A yeah, that's flat to the ground. But the passage surely it's it's worded a little different on my dad's plate. It says surely there's a song to it. <laughs> surely it is God who saves us. I will trust in Him and not be afraid. For the Lord is my stronghold and my sure defense. Okay, and He will be my savior. So we sang that at his funeral, and every year, our extended family, we get together at my dad's gravesite, okay. and we sing that song, and then we eat Chick-fil-A. Hey. <laughs> or, or whatever. Yeah,
1: That's, that sounds good.
0: Um, but we call it Grandpa's Day. So this passage is rich with meaning for me, and I don't remember this so much, but my mom knows that, that this was a passage that my dad clung to okay. quite a bit in the years that they were— missionaries and living in different countries and lots of opportunity to cling and trust and try not to be afraid.
1: Yeah. Uh, Lots of opportunities. That sounds like a good thing. And it doesn't feel like a good thing when it's happening. That's just funny. This is an opportunity for you to grow. Translation, this is going to be really hard. In the
0: end,
1: end, you'll appreciate what you've done, but it's not going to feel nice right now.
0: That's exactly right. (laughs) Anything else in this passage?
1: I feel like there's so much in such a small in such a small space. Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known among the nations what he has done, and proclaim that that his name is exalted. Mm. I mean, I teach students from all of the nations. Wow. No, not all of the nations,
0: but, but a, a handful of, of a
1: good handful of nations. Yep. Yeah. And they are much more willing to talk about their faith than American Mm -hmm. students are, it's very interesting. And they're not all Christian, so I I still have to be careful. I'm still a public school teacher, I have to be careful what I say, but they will ask me sometimes about my faith. They'll ask, you know, how, how does faith matter in certain things? So it's very interesting, can I still basically share what I believe and what I know in a way that's not gonna get me in trouble, but also is being honest with these students who are really looking for answers. They're looking for someone to answer their
0: questions. Right. You know, we don't have to get on an airplane and go to all the nations.
1: Quite a few of them are right around here. right here, right.
0: The nations are coming to us. Yeah. But that really stood out to me too. In verse four, it says, make known among the nations what he has done. And then in verse five, let this be known to all the world. So God was very evangelistic, mm-hmm. even back in the Old Testament, and speaking through the prophet Isaiah saying, this is not just for the Jews. Right. I'm intending this to go everywhere. Yeah. Your family watches The Chosen, yes? Yes. Did you know that there's a movie in the theaters right now? No. Oh. Yeah, there's a Christmas movie called The Chosen, nice. produced by the same people. Okay. And so our family went to see it okay. the other night. And the first half is like all music. Oh, so it's okay. different Christian artists and bands and stuff okay. singing. Does it Cr-
1: look like a concert?
0: does not look like a concert. They're in the set, the movie set okay. that they filmed The Chosen in. It's in Utah. okay. So it looks like they're in Old Jerusalem. Okay. You know, or, so the first half is music. The second half is a drama that's very akin to a typical episode sure. of The Chosen. Uh, But it's about Mary and Joseph and coming into Bethlehem. And it is so powerful. But the reason I bring it up is the tagline that you keep hearing over and over. As soon as Jesus is born, the shepherds see what they come and see the child. And then one of the shepherds says, people must know. So they go out and they tell everyone. And then you keep hearing that theme throughout. But I was just reminded of that as we're reading Isaiah. It's like Isaiah is saying, people must know. Yeah, Yeah. And I'm kind of convicted that, I mean, shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion. I mean, you and I are singers, Mm -hmm. Beth. We rehearse together and we learn songs and then we sing for the VP congregation. But how often do I, in my normal life, just shout aloud and sing for joy? Because God is my savior, you know? Here I am a worship leader. (laughs) Right. And...
1: Your worship is very focused.
0: I don't want it to be just what I do right. on Sunday mornings. You don't want it to be part of my, the way I live my life. That right. singing
1: needs to be part of what we're doing. Uh-huh. So.
0: And it's a two-way song. Mm-hmm. We sing to him, he sings over us. Yep. Anything else?
1: Well, one of the things, and I've sort of had this thought before, but when I look at verse 5 and it says, Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Hmm. If you got to meet someone who is very famous to you, mm. whoever that was—someone political, someone musical, someone religious, whatever—if you got to meet someone, yeah, probably for the rest of your life, you would say, oh, "Did I tell you I met so and so? Mm. And this is what happened, and this is." Mm. But I feel like people that have an experience with God, like even for me, when that was many, many years ago, so many of us, when you were
0: crying, when and I was crying, you, you and I that felt comfort, comfort yep. yes.
1: So many of us are like, I haven't heard from him again in so long. Like, why is he not talking to me again? Hmm. Whereas if if we were looking at it strictly from the human standpoint, if you met your favorite whoever.
0: Yeah. Michael W. Smith.
1: Michael W. Smith. And he, he wrote you a book and he sent you a letter and he did all of this stuff. You would hang on to that. And we would be great with that. We would continue to tell the one story. Hmm. But I feel like when we talk about experiences with God... We want them to keep going, which is great. Yeah. But the God of the universe comforted me in mm. my time of need. That should be enough for me
0: hmm. forever.
1: If I never have another one of those, hmm. that should be more than enough.
0: Hmm. Which is why it, we have to remember.
1: Yeah. And why we have to share the stories and tell right. other people. And right. So.
0: Yeah. The scripture is so full of God saying, remember, don't forget when you when you get to the land of milk and honey, you're gonna forget me. Right? Don't remember right. All When you I get did for too you.
1: comfortable, you're you're not gonna need me. This is the reason he lets us walk ourselves into dumb situations, because right. we do need to remember that we need him. Right. Yeah.
0: So Well, Beth, I promised we'd talk about this beforehand and we didn't. Is there <laughs> is there a way that you can turn something in this scripture into a blessing that you could just speak over our listeners today?
1: It's not very long. I'm just going to read a chunk of it. Yeah, do it. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Yes. Make known among the nations what he has done and proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel among you. He is among us. Don't forget that.
0: Amen. See you tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at We would love to hear from you.